Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Libby Millier about her wishes wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at the Whitehall Room at the Grand Floridian Convention Center and a dessert party at Sago Key. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how Libby planned this event from the UK and, of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Libby. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how two crazy kids from the UK decided they wanted to get married in America at Walt Disney World and have a wishes event. <laughs> I, I've been a lifelong Disney fan. Like um, We went to Disney a lot when I was growing up. Ben has always been a Disney fan, but I think when we got together, I kind of made him into a uber fan. And we've been together since we were 16, and we went for the first time after uni, after all that, like we'd finally saved some money. So our first trip together to Walt Disney World was 2011, and we kind of just fell in love with it. Like he fell in love with it, which I was hoping for, so that was really, really good, because then it meant we could go again. And we just loved everything about the parks and Walt's like vision and the history and, and everything to do with like the magic and then we went again in 2013 and Ben proposed in front of the castle which was just perfect like what I'd always wanted and he arranged uh, a photo pass photographer to take photos it was all recorded and that was really lovely so then when we got back obviously engaged we were kind of thinking about what we wanted to do we didn't rush into it because we had some change of jobs and we moved and there was a lot going on when we got back but then when we really started thinking about it where we wanted to get married, it was kind of Disney or the UK. So we we did really want Disney, but we weren't sure who was going to come or like who would kind of think it was a good idea. Um, and also like the money aspect was an issue. So we decided to look at loads of venues in the UK to see what they could offer for the same amount of money and like what we could get and whether it would be anywhere near as good as the wedding pavilion, which I was kind of convinced it wouldn't be, but we thought we should look anyway. Um, so we spent some like pretty much every weekend for about three months going to lots of different wedding venues. And I was, I'm really indecisive. I'm like a really indecisive person and I couldn't decide if we should do it where we really wanted to do it or if we should do it back here and everyone could come and everyone would have to travel. And, but then I, you know, Ben would say to me, like, can you imagine standing at the end of your wedding day, like watching wishes or like having had the wedding of your dreams or standing in a, you know, the garden of a lovely English country manor house it's, it's just not it, there was no comparison for me so in the end after a very long and ag agonizing decision um, we decided to do the Disney wedding we really wanted so and um, we, we just couldn't imagine doing it anywhere else really so then it was kind of escape or wishes for some time we were thinking escape but then um, when we started putting the feelers out to friends and family we actually realized we'd have more people than the escape so we'd have our wishes and also we really liked the in the UK weddings are like they're long. They're like an all-day affair. Like, you start start pretty early, you start drinking pretty early, and then it goes on until, you know, one or two in the morning. And we and um, we kind of wanted that. But I know a lot of people who have escape weddings, 
quite often have the break and then get to back together in the afternoon or the evening for the dessert party. And we didn't really want, we just kind of thought like, cause our guests were coming from so far, we wanted to have the whole day. Like we wouldn't let them go anywhere else for the whole day and they'd have to be with us and they'd have a great time. And that's what wishes, that's what we loved about wishes. The fact that you got the reception. So we also like the flexibility of it. We like the fact that you can pick all the different elements and kind of come up with your own wedding. And the last thing that decided it for us was the planning session. We kind of thought that even though we're in the UK, the planning session was really important to us because so we didn't want the first time we saw our wedding locations, you know, the wedding day. So we really wanted to see them beforehand. Um, so we saved and saved and saved to make the planning session happen. So we went out, we flew out the Christmas before. So we got married in October 2016 and we flew out December 2015. So that was really nice. But before we even planned that, that was kind of one of the reasons for the Wishes Wedding. But it, yeah, I would say it was mainly guest count. That was like a really long-winded way of saying <laughs> guest count meant we needed to have a Wishes Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so because your guest count was high enough, does that mean that you generally had a positive reaction from friends and family when they found out that they were going to need to go to America for your wedding? Yeah, I would say it was positive. Like, it was kind of like a natural, like organic, it happened. Like, we were talking about it. So we got engaged October 2013. So we had a three-year engagement. So we kind of put the feelers out for the Disney wedding, I'd say like mid-2014. And everyone was like, oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds really cool. And, and that had given them like two two years to save. And then we kind of only sent save the dates to people we'd um, already spoken to about it so we didn't just like blankets and save the dates to everyone who would come to a wedding in the UK we kind of we said we we're only going to send them to people who'd expressed an interest and didn't like freak out and say oh we can't afford it kind of thing which you know which did happen which we were completely prepared for because it's a long way it's a lot of money you know taking time off work there's a lot of considerations we kind of had to be okay with the fact that it might just be me and Ben and although I said at the time that would have been fine I think deep down we both were hoping that, you know, other people would come. Um, so we had a pretty good idea who was going to come. So we certainly saved the dates out. So, yeah, it was positive. I mean, I think Disney, Disney World is, you know, you've either been and you love it and you're like, great, let's go again. Or you've never been and it's somewhere you've always wanted to go and you kind of, you know, make a holiday of it. We're kind of late 20s, but a lot of our close friends and family don't have children yet. Um my brother does and Ben's sister does, but our friends don't. So there wasn't that kind of issue with children. So, so that's so it, yeah, so it all worked out quite well, really. That's great. How many guests ended up being able to make the trip? We had 30 guests altogether, 26 adults, two teenagers, and two one year olds who were my little flower girls, um, our little nieces. <laughs> Now tell me about how you decided on your ceremony and reception venues. It sounds like the wedding pavilion was pretty much a foregone conclusion. Yeah, so the wedding pavilion was, it, it had to be, we were kind of like, if we're going all that way, it's got to be a Disney wedding and it's got to be the wedding pavilion. So that was an easy decision. And then in terms of um, the other venues, because we wanted the whole day kind of to flow nicely, we wanted to keep it all near to the wedding pavilion. The Grand Floridian is our favorite resort. Like we're a little bit obsessed with it. That kind of worked out really nicely. It went with our kind of like romantic fairy tale theme as well. And in terms of like reducing the amount of transportation they have to take, it was, it was that. And also I'd read like 
so many trip reports of previous brides on the dib and the dis boards of you know using the Whitehall room and patio and I just thought it was perfect for our size like it's you know it's perfect for 30 guests it's got the lovely indoor space and also the really nice outdoor space and like because it was October it wasn't going to be super hot but obviously it was hot but it wasn't like crazy humid so we thought people could go outside if they wanted to and it just kind of it felt like you're it feels like you're getting a bonus with a whitehall room because it's not although it's like a really lovely gorgeous kind of smaller ballroom you're also getting the outdoor space so you feel like you kind of get like a bit more I think right and then wishes was you know from day one was like a really big part of our wedding day we wishes kind of had to be something that happened um so Sargo Key was kind of the no-brainer because it was smaller than the Grand Floridian Marina we went to have a look at it on our during our planning session trip and we just watched wishes from there and we thought the view was great so it all worked out really well actually yeah we were very lucky and that all the places we liked were close to the wedding pavilion that's great now you mentioned you had a bit of a romantic fairy tale theme can you tell me how you incorporated that in your events yeah so that was like a really loose term we used for it. Yeah. It was kind of, it was a theme, but it wasn't like, it, it was the theme. But basically our colour palette, we started off with a blush and gold colour palette, which was one of the only things that I made a decision really early on, like way back in 2014. I just, I kept seeing um, weddings with that colour scheme on Pinterest and I was like, oh, that's amazing. We have to have that. So that was one of the only things that didn't change like throughout the wedding planning journey. And then we kind of wanted to incorporate we always said we were having a wedding in Disney rather than a Disney wedding. We wanted to have these kind of colours and keep it quite like romantic and like dreamy, um, which I think works really well with the Grand Floridian and the ballrooms and the wedding pavilion. But I would say our kind of theme was like vintage Disney as well. Like I said earlier, we both love the history of the parks and, you know, Walt's ideas and like his imagination. And that's what we kind of wanted to incorporate into our wedding day. Um, so we had, I would say the biggest, way we kind of incorporate that was by having the Dapper Dans. They have been on Main Street since Disneyland opened. So we were like really excited to have them. And then we, uh, like our table names were vintage attraction posters. So I made them, um, we put them in like lovely gold frames. So they looked really, so the gold frames kind of went with the blush and gold color scheme, but they also like harked back to the Disney theming, which we had. I bought Ben Cufflinks, which are the design of the Magic Kingdom entrance plaque. So it says, here you leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow and fantasy. So that was like that kind of little nod to that. Music wise, we also had a lot of Disney touches. So Ben and his best man walked into the wedding pavilion to Uda Lally from Robin Hood with the organist who was like a mate. I think Bill was his name. Yeah, he was amazing. He was going to play it for us and he was like really excited. But then he kind of said well you need the lyrics because that's what the song's all about so we had that on a cd so that worked really nicely and then our recessional was there's a great big beautiful tomorrow from the carousel of progress which is my favorite attraction at Walt Disney World um I'm also a big Harry Potter fan so we had quite a few Harry Potter touches because you have to really my brother did this amazing reading which he actually wrote himself which was a mixture of Disney and Harry Potter um which just blew us all away because I had no idea he was doing it on the day so that was like a really nice surprise and our ring box which our best man had had always on you know like from after all this time always so in terms of how we incorporated the theme into our events we had more than just the wedding day we kind of thought our guests were coming from all this way we wanted to give them more than just the wedding day itself because all the brides and grooms we've like ever spoken to have always said oh the day will fly by like you won't even have a minute to kind of think so we were like well we don't want that like we want it to last and we want to extend it as much as we can so we decided to um in like hold a few events that our guests 
could come to if they wanted and if they didn't want to like fine or if they weren't in America yet that was also fine so most of us flew out on the Saturday or the Sunday and then the wedding was on the Wednesday on the Sunday which was our first real day we had like a Magic Kingdom day with our families which is really nice because Ben's family had never been to Walt Disney World my family had been way back in the day so that was really nice to have everyone together and just kind of show them what we love about Magic Kingdom that's quite special um also quite jet lagged but still very enjoyable and then on the Monday we did so like bachelor bachelorette parties in the UK we have stag and hen parties and although we had stag and hen parties over here we decided we'd have another one because you only get married once um <laughs> so our stag and hen do's we did them around so we did drinking around the world in Epcot so we did kind of girls versus boys and we all went and had a drink in all the different countries and that was really fun and that kind of so that all our, our entire guest list came to that, which is really nice. And like a lot of people hadn't met each other. And so by the end of that night, everyone was firm friends. And it just really set everyone up nicely, I think, for the wedding itself. On the Tuesday, so the day before the wedding, we had our wedding rehearsal, which we had like all the important people who were attending the wedding, like in the wedding, come to that. And then after that, we had a rehearsal dinner. And that's not really something we do in the UK, but... I've grown up watching Friends, being obsessed with Friends, and I always remember Ross had the rehearsal dinner before he got married to Emily, and I always just thought, that would be really cool. And then when we decided we were getting married in America, I was like, we have to have a rehearsal dinner, uh, even though I think all of our guests were like, what, what are we rehearsing? <laughs> <laughs> so we arranged a big dinner for everyone, so all 30 of us at Ohana at the Polynesian, so that was really nice, and like... By the time the wedding came along, because we'd had so much time together, everyone was just like firm friends, even though some of them had never met. And, you know, we've had friends because we've been together so long. We've kind of got friends from all different stages of our lives and they've got us in common, but they don't know each other apart from that. So it's really nice to get everyone introduced before the actual wedding day. So I really recommend doing that if if you can swing it. <laughs> and so then on your wedding day, you did the ceremony you went to the reception and then you went straight to sago key for the dessert party did you extend your reception like some uk brides and grooms do because they're used to having a longer reception or did you just do the one hour pre-reception four hour reception straight to the dessert party yeah no we just did the regular one and it actually worked out really well because we'd initially been on the fence i would have preferred to have the 12 o'clock ceremony time but that would have given us that kind of awkward couple of hours in between the ceremony and the pre-reception so we went for the 2.30 which rolled perfectly so it was 2.30 till 3.30 was the ceremony 3.30 till 4.30 was the cocktail hour 4.30 till 8.30 was the reception and then at 8.30 everyone walked down to Sargo Key for the fireworks which was at 10 and and then after wishes finished that was the end of the night. So it, it really worked perfectly, actually. I think I think it was a, mix, a combination of the kind of good timings of Wishes, because Wishes was on a bit later, and the um, the fact that we were so close that we could walk to the dessert party. So there was no time, like, if you know, if we'd had an Epcot dessert party, we would have had to cut it short in order to get the transportation over, but we didn't have to, so it was really good. Right. And so then for a 2.30 ceremony, what time did you have to start getting ready? I got up about half six, and then hair and makeup came at half eight, um, which was not that early, because, but it was only me, my maid of honour, and my mum in the room. Um, we got ready in the Grand Floridian Villas, so the DVC building. No, I had my hair done professionally, but me and my maid of honour did my makeup, so that I guess she just didn't have that many to do, so she didn't have to come like 
as early as I've seen some brides have hair and makeup gone. Got it. And then did you take portraits together before the ceremony? I did a first look with my dad. Um, yeah, which is really nice, actually, because I kind of just, like, he didn't see the dress for quite a while. And then I thought, actually, it'd be really nice if he saw it for the first time on the wedding day. And because we weren't doing the first look, we did we did discuss it at length, but we, because I know it's so much better for, in terms of timings, but we decided we just wanted that moment to be in the wedding pavilion. And we spoke to our photographer and she was like, I think she would have liked us to have done a first look, but she was like, that's fine. We can, you know, we've got enough time, I think, with our timings and everything. So that was good. Yeah, our first look was about one o'clock. And then about half one, we all made our way to the Grand Floridian staircase where we had photos with uh, with my family. But I've got quite a small family, so that didn't take very long. And then Ben had already had his photos with his family. He's got a slightly bigger family, so that took a bit longer. And then they had the whole, like, talking on headset so that I wouldn't see him. And it's honestly, it was amazing. It was like a military operation. I'm sure you know. <laughs> you know, the, the, the trouble they go to to make sure that you don't see each other. It's just, it's incredible. So we left about two o'clock and then we went to the wedding pavilion. So the ceremony was half two till about quarter past three. We decided to do Unity Candle um, and we had two readings as well. So my brother did one and then a really good friend of ours one so that was really so it felt like quite a nice long time in the ceremony which is what we wanted and then we did uh, photos with our guests and then they got in the limousine to the Whitehall room which was a surprise for everyone so that was really nice we'd initially wanted to get a classic car but then Lisa Lisa Smith who was our planner she said you can get one but they're a lot of money and you can only fit like four people in them she said so you know if you get a limousine then all your guests can go in it to the reception which we thought was a really nice idea and I think obviously we weren't there when everyone was getting into it but we've we've heard positive feedback that they were all like really surprised and happy that they got to go in the limo so that was good then me and Ben did loads of photos at the wedding pavilion at Picture Point Grand Floridian everywhere we did some really we got a lot actually done and we still made it back in time for the last 15 minutes of our cocktail hour which was quite, quite important to us because during the planning process Ben kept kind of raising the point that we were getting all these lovely canapes and he wasn't going to try any of them, <laughs> which I agree with. So we made sure that um, we were back in time for that. Yeah, so we got there about 4.15 and we got given a plate of food, which was amazing. And then dinner was 4.45 till 5.45. We had a Spotify playlist on an iPad. So we decided not to go with the DJ in the end. We just went with the playlist, which, which worked out really well because we had like quite a small group and everyone got up and danced but there was like the pressure of a DJ and then it, yeah about 8 30 as I said we all went to Zaga Key for the dessert party so the day just it just flowed really nicely I think everything just worked out really well like I don't remember feeling rushed or feeling like we were in any one place too long right right so for the entertainment you had the dapper dance and then you had your iPad with a playlist did you pay for the iPod hookup so you had speakers yeah, we also had a caricature artist. Oh, nice. During the planning process, we'd always said we wanted the Dapper Dans, and then they shut up in price about two months before the wedding, which was a little bit annoying, dramatically shut up in price. So we kind of had to make the decision of whether or not to have them. But obviously, if we didn't have them, we had to meet the minimum somehow um, on other things. So it would have been like decor and something, which we really we didn't really want to do. So... So we decided to go, we couldn't really imagine the wedding day without the Dapper Dans after, you know, 18 months of imagining having them there. And 
we'd always planned to get the character artist, but we couldn't really have both. So I looked for um, outside vendors for the character artist, and I found this really great guy, and he'd done Disney weddings before, so he seemed like really knowledgeable, and he was great. So he just he just turned up. I didn't have to do anything, and he set up his easel, and, and it was amazing. So, you know, going with him as an outside vendor meant we could have the Dapper Dans rather than doing both through Disney. That's a great idea. And then do you have any recommendations of menu items that you particularly liked or cake flavors or anything that would help future brides and grooms? Yes. Like, it's all amazing. The food is just incredible. The drinks are amazing. The cake is amazing. So we went for the buffet in the end because we just like a lot of food, really, and we loved that we could have all the different options. We went back and forth with Lisa a few times and we mixed and matched a few different things. And Ben's a vegetarian, so we wanted to have, and we've also had three other vegetarians, other vegetarian guests. So we really wanted to have a menu that would be inclusive for everyone. And um, before our before our planning session, Lisa emailed us and said, you know, have you got any like requests that you'd, you'd like, you know, special food? And we were kind of thinking like what main course could Ben have? Because, you know, often it's like quite, starchy like and we had a lot of we were planning to have the martini bar and various other like carby options so we were trying to think of something that wasn't you know like risotto for him or pasta or something um and this is like maybe a bit weird for you because you're American and you probably go there all the time but when we come to Florida we love going to the Olive Garden (laughs) yeah we love it and we don't have anything like that over here um and Ben always gets the eggplant parmigiana so we said to lisa is there any way the chefs could recreate that and she was all over it and she was like yeah no problem um so yeah they did like the most amazing recreation of that our tasting session and we were like yes we'll have that that's a great idea yeah as a vegetarian main that's really good so yeah don't be afraid to ask them of stuff that isn't on the menus they send out because they're so flexible and i actually think i actually think they really enjoy the opportunity to you know come up with new stuff and try out new stuff that they don't do all the time i agree that was really good. Yeah, so we had the martini bar. Um, we had the mashed potato, the risotto, and the mac and cheese. And there was, like, loads of different toppings. And that was really good because it was just a fun little addition. Um, he was, like, set up next to the buffet, and everyone went over and had a chat with him. So that was really good. And we had lobster, which was my mum was, like, freaking out about because she just couldn't believe she was at a wedding with lobster. So <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> Cake. We so we were so lucky at the tasting session. We got to try all the different flavors of cake. That was incredible. And in the end, I was expecting to go for chocolate peanut butter because that is like my whole life. But in the end, we decided to go for. So we got one layer. I think the bottom layer. We had a two-tier cake. The bottom layer was chocolate cake with raspberry mousse, and then the red velvet. So we had the red velvet with the cream cheese filling, and they were both incredible. That's nice. Yeah, I find that Disney's peanut butter, I mean, I'm a huge chocolate peanut butter fan, but the peanut butter mousse they make, it tastes too much like cheesecake to me. So I only get their peanut butter frosting. Oh, maybe I made a, I made a mistake then. Maybe. Oh, no, no. I mean, I don't think people even know they have peanut butter frosting. I think it's just that they do these mousses sort of standard. And some of us just aren't fans of Disney's mousse. <laughs> no, no I, I agree. I was expecting to, we were going to choose a layer each. And I thought Ben, Ben is more like kind of fruit based, like lemon. And I thought he was going to go lemon. But we actually, honestly, that chocolate cake with the raspberry mousse just blew all the other flavors out of the water. It was amazing. That's great. And it's so great you were able to have a tasting session. Oh, it was incredible. It was like one of the best experiences of planning the wedding, like going out there and talking about everything and seeing everything. 
for our cocktail hour, we had the cheese display. And I'd really recommend that because obviously with the Wishes Wedding, you're working to that set amount per head, which you have to kind of meet the minimums. So we had an open bar. So we were kind of hitting that minimum fine, which meant we didn't really want to go over it. So we had to cut back. Well, not cut back, but we just, it was quite expensive to get the kind of three past canapes, which you can get for the cocktail hour. But I love canapes. I love like mini versions of food. So what we did was we kind of, we moved that into our dessert party because with Sago Key, we had to, again, meet the minimum um, because we had a fairly small amount of guests and the minimum is quite high there. So that really worked in our favor. Um, they were able to, Lisa offered to wheel the bar down, like I think literally wheel the bar down to the to Sago Key so we could continue our open bar. So we had the five-hour open bar package for everyone. Cool wine and beer bar is what I've got written down, I think, is what it's called. So basically, we paid for it all beforehand, and then people could just drink as much as they wanted, which, as we're from the UK, we knew that was going to go down well. And, like, again, that was all part of, like, guest experience, because our guests had come from so far. We just wanted to just give them, like, a kind of perfect day, really, and, like, they didn't have to pay for anything on that day. So that was one of the ways we we did that. At the dessert party, because we'd saved the money with the cheese display... And we had to spend X amount of money for the dessert party. We went crazy. So we had a custom menu. We had chicken and waffle sandwiches with maple glaze, which were as amazing as they sound. We had mini grilled cheese sandwiches with tomato soup shooters, which were incredible. <laughs> um, and we had mini, mini sliders and toppings. And then we also had a veggie version. So we had a portobello mushroom vegetarian version of that, which is really good. And then we had an ice cream sundae bar. So there was a lot of food. And I think there was possibly too much food because we'd quite recently had dinner. But, you know, people, I was kind of going around to everyone saying, guys, can you, like, eat something? Because <laughs> all this amazing food. But they were going up on their own, so I didn't even have to do that. That was really good. <laughs> so it sounds like food was pretty important. Were there other most important aspects of the wedding where you focused your attention and your budget? I would say, so we had this conversation a lot when we first started planning. I'd always seen on blogs and stuff, like, choose the three most important areas that you want to focus your money, and then everything else kind of can fall in underneath that. I would say our top priority was the location. So, again, that comes down to having the Disney wedding rather than the wedding in the UK. So we kind of, we tipped that off quite early. Guest experience was our second big thing. I think this is what a lot of people say who have destination weddings, because, you know, you're so happy that all your guests are coming that way. You just want to give them the best possible day. Um, so that was one of the reasons why, again, we had the open bar. We had the Dapper Dans. Like, the Dapper Dans, for us, they're such a huge, important part of Disney history. So it was really exciting for us. But they also, I knew that they would entertain our guests in the way that, you know, we didn't have a DJ. So we wanted someone or we wanted something that would kind of, keep everyone interactive, like keep everyone excited and kind of keep the momentum going. So they come on for three 15-minute sets. So it kind of broke up the day nicely. Like it bookended um, the cocktail hour and dinner. And uh, they were, honestly, they were just incredible. Um, and another really cool thing was we we were kind of late on in the planning. We were thinking about them. We were getting really excited. And then I think Ben said, oh, I wonder if they'll um, take like song requests. So I said, Oh, that would be amazing, like, but I wouldn't want to just ask them like on the spot in case they were like, like, no. So I emailed Lisa and I said, like, is there any chance we could request a couple of songs? And so she said she would talk to them. Um, and then she came back and said, what songs did you have in mind? So, so we asked if they could sing Grim Grinning Ghosts, 
because grim grinning ghosts. <laughs> and then we asked if they could sing This Is Halloween from The Nightmare Before Christmas. And she came back to us and she said they could do Grim Grinning Ghosts, but they didn't know this Halloween. So we were like, oh, that's fine. Like, no worries at all. But then on the day, not only did they do Grim Grinning Ghosts, but they had specially learned the Oogie Boogie song from Nightmare Before Christmas for our wedding. Wow. I know. It was so cool. And, like, and um, the lady, like, their kind of handler, I don't know what to call that, um, we were chatting to her afterwards and she said that they had been literally practicing it, like, in the kitchen that morning. <laughs> And it was just so nice because, you know, they're obviously very busy and they probably get, you know, they, they, they already know a lot of songs. So for them to especially learn that song for us, we were like really touched and really honoured. So it just kind of it made it even better that they were there. And honestly, it was Grim Grinning Ghost was amazing, but the Yogi Boogie song, like freshly learned, was so good. Yeah. So guest experience and again, the character artist, that was another kind of way of you know, kind of providing entertainment without having, like, so we didn't have characters, we didn't have a DJ. So we just thought, and honestly, the caricature artist, he was probably the biggest hit. Like, everyone just, he just kind of appeared after dinner and everyone just went mad. And then, like, more people were, everyone was queuing up for him and no one was dancing. <laughs> so both of them were surprised. Um, so we were let into the reception room before everyone else. And we were, like, given a drink and, like, a little plate of food. And we got to see all our decorations, which was really nice. And then we were like peeking out the window when the Dapper Dans were announced onto the patio. And honestly, everyone's faces, they were just like, just blown away. Like people who, you know, go to Disney regularly were like, wow, I can't believe they're here. And then people who, like I guess who had never been, were just like, what is this? This is amazing. And and they got me and Ben up to sing and they like sung for us and then we had to dance. It was just really nice. Like I'd say worth every single penny, definitely. <laughs> So then were there any less important aspects where you saved money or you saved your time? I would say decor was something that we didn't really focus on. Like, I mean, I did give it a lot of thought initially in the early stages, but I did a lot of research on how we could achieve the kind of look I wanted without spending a lot of money. So we made a lot of our own, like we made our own table names. On my first BEO, I had the sequin tablecloth down for the sweetheart table. And then that was like... $200 $200 so we took that off and then I just brought a sequin tablecloth with us <laughs> so we all we like we me and Ben each bought a little suitcase with us on the plane and then our best man also bought a suitcase and it was all filled with little like items for our reception and I think like you know with the wedding pavilion it's so beautiful you just you really don't need anything we actually had um we had gorgeous gold kind of candelabras for our centerpieces on our tables with like pale pink roses in and Heather Sparby at Disney Floral she was amazing and um, she so they put them in the wedding pavilion and then they moved them later on for our reception but Disney is so good at working with you when you say you're kind of like on a budget like Heather said you know what are you thinking for the dessert party and we just kind of said look it's outside it's, it's going to be dark people aren't people are going to be looking at the fireworks and the food they're not going to be interested in the decoration so she was like no worries I know exactly what you can do and so we just had the plain linens and really nice glow like kind of glass bowls with just a single rose floating in them and they were so lovely and they were like really affordable and it just meant we didn't have to worry about that we could just put our money in other places like photography and videography was our third biggest thing that we we prioritized so we knew we wanted outside photography and I spent a lot of time researching all the photographers who are kind of used often and finding one who really fit our style and it was actually your podcast where someone used Ashley Jane 
and she said that so the bride said that she'd been looking at a lot of photographers and some of them were out of her budget and then none of them really were the style she wanted and then she mentioned Ashley Jane and it was really funny because as soon as I googled her I was like this is it um and she is like she's she's amazing I don't know if you've ever met her but she's she's really lovely and we we were lucky enough to meet her when we came over for our planning session which was another kind of really good thing about that trip is that we could meet her and get to know her and everything so it just meant we were a lot more comfortable on the wedding day one quick question I had you mentioned that you brought over things like sequin tablecloths how did you coordinate like who put those out for you and how did you coordinate that with Disney floral putting out your centerpieces yeah, so at the wedding rehearsal the day before, we gave Lisa, our planner, just the two mini suitcases when we had a like a bulleted list of everything we'd brought. And I didn't even have to write down where they went because it was quite, it, you know, it was really self-explanatory and it, it wasn't complicated stuff. It was, I made programs, so they put them in a basket for us at the wedding pavilion. I made table names and place cards, so they put them all out for us. That was like in the UK, we don't have the... You don't have the table where you go in where you have the place, the name card and the table plan. We just gave everyone assigned seating. So when everyone walked in, they just had to find their name on their chair. So that was, you know, because it was quite a small group. So that was that was fine. Yeah. And then we just we assigned uh, my maid of honor and her husband to pick one, well, not pick it all up, but take the stuff home for us at the end of the night. I say home, <laughs> Grand Floridian Villas. Um, and they, yeah, so Disney like boxed it all up for us with the cake and everything and then just gave them to us so yeah it was really easy actually like we we didn't see it after we gave it away at the rehearsal and then it was all exactly where we'd asked for it to be so it was really good that's fabulous what was your favorite memory of your wedding day this is hard (laughs) I'm sure everyone like oh it's walking down the aisle and I like I feel like I should say like it was that it definitely was that yeah, um, but I would say, so I've got two, if that's okay. Yeah, Breaking go for it. So the first one is probably um, our vows um, in the ceremony. Like the ceremony was, I feel like sometimes brides and grooms, they're not as, not excited for the ceremony, but they don't put as much effort, like and thought into it as they do the reception. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe that's like a UK thing, but we were really excited about the ceremony. We kind of thought that was like the most important part of the day. And I think having been together so long and like it really it's been a long time coming you know it's been like 12 years coming um so we decided to write our own vows and we did them about maybe like a week or two before we left for Orlando and we just sat on the sofa next to each other we didn't look at each other's and we had no conversation about it and honestly they were so similar it was it was mad like we'd mentioned all the same things like they just they just sounded so similar it was, it was crazy and um and it was really 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 emotional like I am like a super emotional person anyway I pretty much cried from the second I woke up on the wedding day to the second I went to bed and um, so I knew, so I knew I was going to cry but everyone cried during the ceremony it was it was it was amazing like and Ashley Jane and the videographers they were like Ashley Jane said she was like <laughs> choking like blinking back the tears and she was like don't cry you need to be professional um, I think it's just everyone who was there has known us a pretty long time. And I think reading our vows out to each other, it was just, it was just lovely. It's a really nice memory, you know, standing in the wedding pavilion, looking at everyone, reading our vows that we'd written and then were, were so special. It was just really nice. My second one is during the reception, there was a bit of a lull in proceedings. And it was, I think everyone was dancing and I went to the bar to get a drink. 
and Ben's dad was there just on his own um, and I was having a chat to him and he kind of just stopped me and he just like tapped me on the shoulder and he said I can see why you've done this or I can see why you wanted to do it here and it was it was really emotional and I could see he was emotional and I said you know thank you Tim that means so much like for him to say he gets it you know and he 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 got why we'd gone all that way and <laughs> couldn't just have a wedding in the UK had to be in Disney like it was just a really nice thing for him to say and like for him to say it there on the wedding day I really appreciate that so that's a really special memory for me as well that's wonderful so then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected a couple of tiny things like hardly anything though so the cake Ben's looking at me like he he was fine with the cake basically we'd when we first started talking about it we wanted like cascading roses down the side of the cake and then when we got the BEO back it was like it was eye-wateringly expensive so we were like right let's let's just cut back on the roses and I said so I said I had a few emails back and forth with Disney Floral and we said let's just have like one or two roses on each tier like one one rose on each tier so I thought so that was cool but then on the wedding day I think what happened is that like hadn't been communicated and then whoever was doing the cake had had the initial brief of the cascading roses but obviously they didn't have enough roses. So they'd um, added kind of small, really nice, but like kind of lilac-y flowers in between to kind of make it look cascading. And it's like such a tiny thing. But yeah, it's, it was just a shame because I'd kind of, I don't know, I didn't really want lilac flowers. It sounds really awful when I say it. <laughs> well, all of us brides have one thing that bugs us. So, <laughs> <laughs> But like no one else ever knows. No one ever, you know, everyone says, oh, what a gorgeous cake. And I'm like... Yes, thank you. <laughs> but yes, that was, that was like a teeny tiny thing. The only other thing was actually during the dessert party. Um, so when we all got down there and we were all having drinks and having food and having a really good time, Ben came up to me and he said, like, I can't hear our music playing. So we had paid to have the wishes piped in. And with that package, you, you're allowed to put together a playlist like on Spotify. So we, we'd put together some songs just like kind of chill out music while everyone was preparing for the fireworks. Um, and it, it just wasn't playing at all. Hmm. So we spoke to Lisa and she said, so she went off on her walkie-talkie and like communicated with whoever else was there. And then she came back and she said, basically there'd been a problem and the guy who was doing the audio was like delayed or something. And this was probably about was nine, half nine, and Wishes was on a 10. So we were kind of like halfway through the dessert party. And to be honest, I hadn't even like noticed really until Ben had pointed it out. Um, so Lisa said, you know, the guy can either come, like he's on his way, so he can come and set up and everything. She said, or you can just have the audio from the, so this is another thing I'm going to get onto. The Mad Hatter's Tea Party was something that was like an event for all, like, all guests of the resort that was happening at the Grand Floridian Marina at the same time. So she said they have the wishes music piped in so they can like turn the speakers and we can have that music at the dessert party. And I'll refund you the, you know, the money for the wishes audio. So we had to make like a split decision, which I'm really not very good at doing. But then like, you know, let's just do it. Let's get the money back. And I was like, yeah, no, that's actually fine. Like she, you know, she assured us that everyone would be able to hear it and it would be fine. Um, so, we, so we went for that. And then actually when it came to wishes, so when it came to 10 o'clock, me and Ben got kind of ushered to the very front of the Grand Floridian. I don't know if you know, but there's like a bit of lawn in front of the rooms that look out at the castle, mm-hmm. at the Saga Key building at the Grand Floridian. So we were out on the grass there, so we couldn't have even heard the music anyway. We could hear kind of faintly the music from the actual Magic Kingdom because it was kind of across the water and we were we were closer. 
and then I kind of said to the to our guests the next day like did you hear wishes and like a lot of them did but then a lot of guests moved forward towards the very front of Sago Key, like closer to us to kind of see what we were doing and to see the fireworks better. And they said it was not as loud, like they could hear it, but it wasn't like super loud. Hmm. So just something to bear in mind. So it kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say it's something that went wrong. It just, it wasn't what we'd expected, but we weren't even there to, we were busy having photos taken anyway. And we got back. So, you know, it, it was fine in the end, but I would, you know, tell future brides to maybe bear that in mind if if you're having the music piped in and your guests guests tend to move to where you're having your photos taken. So, right, right. So, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? So, this is something I've like just mentioned. Wishes was a massive big deal all throughout the planning process. Basically, when when the What Disney World park hours were first released in like April 2016, I was really excited to like check our wedding day and see what time Wishes was going to be on. And we had done a lot of planning beforehand because October, obviously, Hallow Wishes is on a lot of the time. And Wednesday is historically the day when they keep normal Wishes, which is why we had a Wednesday wedding. And then when the park hours were first released, it didn't say Wishes at all. It said like, no fireworks. (gasps) (laughs) So I was like, oh, that's, like really unusual and I did loads of like frantic googling and some people like were saying that this hardly ever happens and it might be well no one really had an explanation so I was like freaking out because you know the whole day was kind of planned around that so I emailed Lisa and I said do you have any idea what's going on here because it's like a bit weird and she said yeah it is a bit weird like let me speak to some people and see if I can find out what's happening and I was just like (laughs) that week I was just freaking out and then she came back and she said so at the moment, No Wishes is scheduled, um, and it looks like there's a private event happening in the Magic Kingdom. So, like a big co- kind of corporate company had, had rented it out, and they wouldn't be showing Wishes. So I was like, of all the days, that never happens. I like, I couldn't believe that was actually happening on our wedding day when we'd planned everything. Um, and this kind of not knowing went on for about probably two months, two or three months. Well, no, probably probably like a month and a half for two months where I was like refreshing the park hours every day, you know, typing it into disboards and seeing if anyone else had noticed and other people would notice, but like no one else was getting married that day, but other people had like booked um, wishes cruises and kind of dessert parties at the magic kingdom. And like people were being told different things. So someone who'd booked a wishes cruise had been told that she needed to like wishes wasn't happening and she needed to rebook. Hmm. I was like, Oh, and anyway, um, eventually I checked one morning and Wishes was showing at 10 o'clock on the official What Disney World calendar. So I was like, ah, um, and I emailed Lisa and she said, yay, that's good. Let's carry on then. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, and during that time, we'd actually, we'd held a place at UK Lockside, I think, at Epcot so that we could have our dessert party there because we really wanted a dessert party. So that was like a backup basically and we it just meant we would have like I said we would have had to cut our reception short by an hour to have to because to give everyone enough time to go over there but it you know it still would have been amazing but I was really excited when wishes eventually showed on the calendar wow <laughs> um, and thing that's like linked to that was that Mad Hat's tea party which I just mentioned I don't know if you've heard of that mm-hmm. so that kind of was announced like a month before and it was happening every Wednesday at the Grand Floridian for wishes and it was a like a free event, I think. So there was no tickets, but you could come in and buy food and drink. And I was just a bit like, you know, upset because 
I think normally they'd only have one dessert party there at Saga Key. They wouldn't have another one at the Grand Floridian Marina at the same time. So I was just a bit like, you know, are they going to be really loud? Like, are we going to be able to hear them having their, like, mad tea party or whatever? Um, but then as it turned out, it actually obviously worked really well because we were able to have their audio in our party. So what, what it seemed like a massive issue actually turned out really well for us. That's great. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney wishes, brides and grooms? I think everyone says this, but don't stress. Don't worry about the little things. I did waste a lot of time and energy worrying about, like, was everyone going to have a good time? Like, was everything going to go well? I wasn't, you know, I, w- I wouldn't say I was nervous. And, like, on the wedding day, everything kind of went pretty much amazingly. Disney do the most amazing job, and that was clear throughout the whole planning process. You know, every question we had was answered immediately. Every issue was dealt with. Um, and on the wedding day, we were just you know, we were treated like royalty and, and all our guests were and that's what everyone has said to us since we got back. Like, it was just a once-in-a-lifetime experience for everyone and I think people couldn't believe that they were having this, like, amazing food and I don't know if it's if, if it's because we're from the UK, but, you know, it was a really a really special wedding and it was, and it was everything we'd wanted. Um, ben has just showed me a piece of paper that says, go to your planning session. That's his top tip. <laughs> yeah, so we, you know, we worked, we saved and saved so that we would be able to go to our planning session. But it really was, it was such an amazing experience. So I would say to anyone, like, if you can swing it, try and go. Like, it's so nice to be able to see all your venues and taste all the food. And it's just all part of the experience, really. So I definitely say that. But my main tip would be just try not to stress. You know, everything will go pretty much perfectly. And if it doesn't, you won't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, I'm doing my trip report on the Dib at the moment, which is like the UK version of the Disboards. And I'm also doing it, I'm also writing it up on the Disboards. My username is Libby underscore Darling. And I'm going to put it on Disney Mooners as well, which is like the kind of sign up Disney Bride forum. So, And yeah, my Instagram. <laughs> okay, great. And I'll put some of your photos in a slideshow in this post on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Oh, that was amazing. Well, Libby, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great advice and great tips for anyone planning an event at Disney World, especially people planning from the UK. And I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was really good fun. <laughs> That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com. <laughs>